What's up, everybody? It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Happy Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a big week, uh, especially in St. Louis. We get those primaries out of the way. I'm tired of the rhetoric. I'm tired of the commercials. I'm just ready to be done with it. I can't tell you who to vote for. I can give you my thoughts and opinions. And then, you know, just get out there and vote. Do your research and vote. I know who I'm voting for. I think I've made up my mind. Um, but it's just time to be done with this. I'm really over it. So anyway, I was at work the other day and someone asked me, well, what exactly does your company do? Because, you know, I work there, so <laughs> something might be amiss. But uh, basically losing that uh, fairly large client earlier this year, well, actually they decided last year, they didn't let me know until this year. Um, it, it really put a crimp in, in the plans, but what my company does, what Just Media Works does, it took a while to figure it out too. Um, I didn't come to that journey easily. Uh, I'm not, I feel like I'm naturally an entrepreneur, but I wasn't surrounded by entrepreneurial thinkers. Um, my family is not big on risk taking. They fully believe you go get a job and work for somebody else and, you know, just do that. It's safe. It guarantees you a certain amount of income and that's what they were down for. And that's what my parents instructed me to do. And I always kind of had this thing in the back of my head, like, you know, I'm creative. I'm not really this or that. And then I remember, um, you know, I, I just didn't feel like an office worker. I held those kinds of jobs, but I just hated it. Um, and I don't love going into an office now, but I just knew I'm like, dude, I just don't like this. And I remember one of my friends, uh, her husband, when I explained that I was a screenwriter, he goes, oh, you're an entrepreneur. And I was like, oh. I get, you know, and I had to think about it and I really thought about it. And I'm like, I guess I am entrepreneurial because most people don't um, go this deep with it. But if you're a writer, a screenwriter, a filmmaker, you're a free agent. You know, if you're an independent musician, you're just you. You know, you're not, you may be signed to a record label, but it is your business because their job is to use you and get as much out of you as they can and then they move on from you it's very much like sports so the entertainment industry is just gangster they will use you up so you are a free agent so I had never thought about it because the days of a studio signing you to a contract and you writing 10 movies for them or whatever those days are over and uh it's more cost effective for the studio to not hire you as an employee and um you know, if you're one of the few people who can really make it to the upper echelon, there's a lot of money to be made. But if you can really get up there and command millions of dollars, um, that works in your favor. But most writers probably don't quite get that high on the totem pole. Um, but that's not to say that you don't do well. You can certainly eke out a living or you can, you know, never make a dime. <laughs> that's, uh, that's possible too. I, I've seen both scenarios. Um, but anyway, my company basically is a production company. It's a content company at its core. Um, and we produce content for music, film, literary projects, as well as uh, some virtual reality. Once I get a stronger foothold in how that technology will translate for the regular person. Right now, VR is still... Uh, pretty random and experimental and 
companies are doing one-off projects. They're not really investing heavily in the space because consumers haven't gravitated towards it yet, which infuriates me because consumers will gravitate towards it once there's real consistent content. There's not even like a company that you can say does VR on a consistent basis. And um, they're your go-to VR company. So, you know, I I can't stand that chicken or egg logic that sometimes follows these uh, types of endeavors. But uh, my company creates content for all of those things. And we partner with other individuals or companies who need content. And um, the music side is our strongest right now because I actually have the production team in place we're releasing music. Our biggest long play is for licensing um, because it's really hard to sell music the way um, people used to sell it not 10 years ago, you know, um, and even more so 20 years ago. So it's really difficult. They call it streaming for a reason. You know, you get like one, two cents per stream. So if you're not Drake and you're not streaming 200 million <laughs> Um, 200 million times for each record you're probably not really making a ton of cash and then he gets to go out on tour and that's where you really make the money so it's challenging and I think that the future of music will eventually become you know uh, like a mutual fund uh, you'll have backers or or people with extra cash who want to take a risk in this area or maybe they just always love music and they have a roster of five to ten people that they partner with and they split the proceeds and I think that's the smarter play for for long-term sustainability for all interested parties just to you know have an investor a patron if you will but my company right now, we do music. That's where we're most successful. That's where we're seeing most partnerships, most energy. Um, there are screenplays that I, I don't think I said film, but uh, there are definitely screenplays in that mix. Um, there's definitely a couple of book projects. There's also a couple of other really cool ideas that we're partnering with people on. Just none of those things have really generated a lot of income. Therefore, I am now uh, working full-time for St. Louis County which eventually will also be a project. I can't even tell you how excited I am at the thought of being able to write about my experience there and my impressions um, about working in a prosecutor's office. It's fascinating. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's nothing salacious. I, I think you should probably be grateful that people are that committed and dedicated to justice. Because there are a lot of people, it seems, that are are very happy to do bad things to other people. They're not that busted up about it. Uh, they just don't like getting caught. That's that's the energy I'm picking up. People do, people don't they most people know good from bad, right from wrong, and they don't like getting caught. And uh, if you get caught, prosecutors, you know, make you accountable. And as I've often said on this podcast. People in America have an accountability problem, and maybe it's a global issue. Uh, I can't speak on that, but I see all the time where people just don't want to be accountable for their actions. So that just drives me insane, but um, that's another argument for another day. (laughs) But my company right now, we put out music. uh, That's our strongest area of content, and it's growing. We've got a nice global fan base. Um, 
like I said, the, the revenue just isn't quite where I need it to be to be able to do it full time and work with our our uh, producers full time. But I, you know what? I love the music. I love what we represent. I love how everybody I'm working with, we're all on the same page. We all want to try to make the world a better place in our own way. And uh, nobody puts on music to feel terrible, you know, so we kind of take it upon ourselves. You know, I try to get everybody on the same page. Like when we pitch projects to each other, it's like, look, what's this about? Oh, it's about having the greatest night of your life. Even the one song we uh, put together called Heroin is not about heroin at all. It's about um, music being the drug and having a great time and like letting let music really be the drug of your life. Um, and that's basically what summer is about. That record is all about having fun. Let's do what grown people do. <laughs> have some drinks, uh, go out, meet each other and uh, have some fun, you know, and possibly stay up all night and then do it again the next day. You know, that's really what it's all about. Um, and over each project, I think the vision for what the guys wanted to create and what I believe it could be and what it should be um, has kind of come clearer and clearer because as I've mentioned, none of the millennials I work with care at all about social media or selfies or being involved in the media aspect at all. They just don't care about it. Um, they pay lip service to caring about it. They say they're going to do better and then they just don't. Um, but I love their commitment to their craft. I love their creativity. And if not being vain is their worst flaw, then I can live with that. Um, so I've had to be different. I'm always telling people like, oh, you got to be different to change your life. Well, I have to be different. I have to get out and do what they won't do. I have to tell the world how great my producer, my producers are, how great uh, my rapping nephew is, how great some of these other young people I'm working with are. Um, I, I'm also working with another friend on a book for her, you know, and I'm editing her book and completely piling her book and giving her ideas and we're gonna uh we're gonna publish it uh soon <laughs> but uh right now we're just in the second draft and I mean and it's like I'm the one that has to be different I'm the one that has to step into these roles that uh, people don't either don't want to do or or don't feel they're prepared to do so I don't just talk about it I mean it you have to be different you have to step out of your comfort zone if you want to change your life and I fully believe that all of these projects are going to take off because they already are gathering momentum in their own way. And like I've said, I mean, the people I'm working with are just too talented for me to not be encouraged. And, um, you know, the vision gets clearer with every project, especially with uh, Manifest, those records. So if you go to Spotify and you look at, look up Culper Manifest, the Culper Manifest, you will see... You know, the dates don't sync up, but we've been releasing music as a team since 2014. I've had to pull things and re-release them uh, because fees were eating us up. And I've and since we started, I've found companies that will help you release music either for free or on a much more discounted basis than, say, like a TuneCore. And that's been awesome. 
So if you will see that progression, you will see from uh, the way that it's ordered, it'll look like method and technique um, is from 2018, but it's really the, f the first project that we sort of all collaborated on and it was a much bigger group. I, I thought I could manage all these people and I was like, no, 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 we need to cut this down. It's too many people and, you know, everybody can't be in charge. So then we really started to hone in on the process by Fame Machine. And then we said, okay, this is dope. Let's get, let's get a, a partner on this. Actually, what happened was I was playing some of the tracks for my nephew and he goes, okay, I'm going to write some raps to these. <laughs> so it became a collaboration. And then we collaborated with Gaslight Studio here in St. Louis. And um, that that has been the most collaborative pro project we've worked on. But from Method and Technique to Fame Machine, you hear the vision coming together. And then by summer, it's really starting to come together because we're starting to figure out how we all work together. We're starting to figure out what our sound is. And the guys are really committed to just uh, not really experimenting with sound, but they're very sonically focused and they really want to make things that make songs that move people's spirits and lift their spirits. And they want to change the world through good music. And for them, it's primal. You know, I always say you guys are just primal because you want people to eat good food, uh, have great sex, drink good quality liquor have a great night like to them that's a great night to most young men that's a great night and um it's primal those are the primal things those are the things that people enjoy and so it's super exciting and that's what my company does in a nutshell I know I put a lot of words to it but my company produces great content right now our strongest content is in music you can find it everywhere from Tidal to Spotify to Pandora uh, our number one song on Pandora is a song called Trouble House from the Fame Machine record. I don't think Summer's up on Pandora yet. They have a really slow approval process. Um, but Apple Music, iTunes, you can find Summer, you can find Fame Machine, you can find Method and Technique, all the singles from Goodnight, Maxwell Said So, uh, Thieves and Technique. Um, I know I'm forgetting one or two, but they're, they're all the songs are out there. We appreciate your support. Like I said, July was the best month we've ever had on um, Anchor. I mean, people were really, really listening. Uh, it's It's been awesome, and I appreciate your support. I hope this explanation doesn't bore you to tears, but uh, people have been wondering what I do and what I'm building. And just in a nutshell, I'm trying to build a content empire, and this is where it starts right here and the way you start paying is in sweat <laughs> if you're old enough you know that comes from fame and uh yeah I mean it's just uh it's just hard work you know but I feel like I'm a visionary in certain ways and not in some grandiose pat myself on the back way uh but I I still in all these years haven't seen a company do exactly what I want to do and make me go up oh, well I'll just either try to get on with them or I'll just quit. I know, I know what I can do. I know that I'm talented. I know that I attract other talented people and I'm just on fire for my life. I'm on fire for my vision. And when I say the things that I say to try to motivate you guys, it's, it's not because 
I'm just talking shit or I'm just trying to tell you something that I've never done. It's because I do it every day. I've made sacrifices to to hang on so I can at least put enough money into my business to keep it growing because you need food and money and uh, gas and you need money. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I, I want to be Gary Vaynerchuk. I want to be like, hey, fuck it. I'm never going to work for anybody else. I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. I, I've also heard him say, look, dude, you need money. So figure out how you can, you know, pay your bills. But, you know, sometimes it comes off like you're not an entrepreneur if you're, if you're working for someone else. But sometimes the reality is you got to work for someone else, especially if you don't, you know, have a lot of money in your life. And one thing about growing up with financially challenged parents, not only do they not give you any money, they don't give you any advice about money and how to attract money. So you, you have to head on down that road by yourself and, and learn. You have to learn. You have to read and figure out how to get the money that you need. And, um, you know, one thing I know for sure, once you make a move, Providence moves too. So if you have something in your heart that you're trying to do, don't let people talk you out of it. And don't, don't wait. Life is a finite proposition. We are not here for very long. So if there's something you want, go get it. Don't delay. Do it now. You came here for a reason. Leave an impact. And that's what I want to do with my company and with the people I'm working with. I want to come through for them. I want to deliver. I want to make sure that we make high quality content that we're all proud of and proud to be a part of. And I also want to uh, get people moving out of their their seats. I want people to hear our music and go grab a, a cocktail and know that life is good and that we're here and we deserve to be happy. And um, that's why I wake up. And that's what my company does. Have an awesome week, fam. Okay, so here's what's interesting about the song you're listening to now uh, or you just heard, Untitled 3 A.M., that was probably one of our first underground success songs because someone kept streaming it through um, uh, a site called Groove VR on uh, uh, SoundCloud. Um, and I didn't get paid for these streams. That's why I don't love SoundCloud. But uh, they created a virtual reality experience and used some of SoundCloud songs to to create a soundtrack so they could get free music for their virtual reality experiences. And the reason why I'm not more hostile about it is they gave me the idea that, oh, virtual reality is probably the future of music. It's probably the future of music videos. It's probably the future of being able to make real money in music again at, from an artist standpoint. And so uh, Untitled 3AM is one of my favorite songs. It, I think at this point, when I put it to the fellows, I'm like, look, we probably underproduced it. Uh, we probably could make a better version now, but um, it's it's a seductive song. And uh, it's been licensed for products. And uh, hopefully it'll continue to be licensed and, and we'll, you know, hit a home run and get like a big car commercial or something for it. Because I, I think it's one of the sexier, seductive songs that we've done. And I'm proud of it. And even though somebody stole it, uh, I do think it's cool that, uh, they heard something in it too. And they, uh, used it to help advance their business. I just wish we could have profited from that in some way. Um, 
but SoundCloud, uh, they, they just, they kind of set it up that way. So for every, uh, person you hear about who got a record deal through SoundCloud is people also just not getting record deals and getting used a little bit. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Maxwell said so was pretty easy when I heard the first chords. So how we normally work as a team is, you know, we either sit in the same room when we can and collaborate or, you know, we just email uh, tracks to each other or, you know, links. And so you go listen. And I mean, as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is a Maxwell song. And um, it stayed sounding like a Maxwell song to me. So I'm the boss and I win, which I don't play that card often but I was like nah you can't call it anything else is this has got to be Maxwell it's got to have something with Maxwell in it and so um I think the conversation went something like well what would you do if you know if Maxwell you know told you to you know go out and try to meet that girl and get married or whatever and I was like well you got to do it if Maxwell says so you know something like that you know because the song is kind of urgent and subtly aggressive and uh sexy you know so it made me think of maxwell for sure and uh he's one of my favorite artists right behind prince so that one was pretty easy to name and i think it's aptly named and if he fell in love with it it would mean the world to us it would mean the world to me for sure because i'm i think we're all fans of his music but i'm a fan of him you know and he's been someone i've followed pretty closely for 20 years um, it, it was this last record that didn't do anything for me, but the first Black Summer's Night, that was, was that's one of my favorite uh, records, and I think it was very, very well composed. So yeah, Maxwell Said So is our ode, out of respect, to our friend, Maxwell. Okay, the cool thing about Fire Alarm at Capacity is um, that song was composed summer 2014. Uh, I think at least I was in Boston. Um, I'm not sure where everybody else was, (laughs) but I was in Boston and I played it for my little cousin Jackson, who's now 17 and tall, uh, 16 and tall. And he was like, yes, this has some cleverness. And uh, that was before we were really making projects then because we thought, okay, filmmaker people will want to license this music and that is a song that we just thought oh people will want to put this in a movie or whatever it hasn't happened yet but it is available um and uh one one project though earlier this year uh a youtuber named fusi i wasn't aware of him but apparently uh he has a huge amount of fans including my little cousin jackson and um you know, he put it in one of his uh, projects. And again, you know, he only used like 10 seconds and you don't get paid from it financially. But people like go start listening to your music. And so Fusi really did us a solid because he used a very small snippet of that song. But someone brought it to my attention. And uh, I just was like, where are all these plays coming from? <laughs> and uh, that was that was it. It was from Fousey's little bit of usage of our song. So thank you so much for that, Brother Fousey. Yeah, he's he's very cool. His his channel, he's all heart, man, this kid. I worried about him earlier this year, but it seems like he's in love now. So 
thank you, Fusi, for for using uh, the Cobra Manifest fire alarm track. Uh, if you need more, we got you. We got you. 